I'm forecaster Tommy Stafford for Seaville 107.5 and 1260 WCHB. Welcome to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes as we have a conversation about faith and how to integrate our faith into all the areas of our lives. On this show, we share testimonies and faith journeys intended to encourage you if you are already a believer and challenge you a little bit if you're still skeptical about faith because the Bible says faith comes by hearing in hearing from the Word of God. So that's what we do on this show. We share God's Word, and we pray that the good Lord will open up your hearts to receive it today. We like to start the program with a scripture reading. This is a a short couple of verses from the book of Romans. I've been on this verse several times. It's Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. The whole chapter is amazing. But let me just read these to you, and uh, again, I pray that um, God will reach out and touch you here. Here we go. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Again, that's Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Please give that a read this week if you have some time. Make time. It's an awesome chapter. I want to remind you, we have all of our podcasts loaded on iTunes. We also have a website. It's EverydayFaithRadio.com. Please leave us a message, or if you would like to be on the program and share your testimony, we'd love to hear from you. Again, this is Everyday Faith Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with today's guest. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. On Monday, November 11th from 1 to 2 p.m., there will be a Veterans Day ceremony at James Monroe's Highland. The event is free and open to the public. To honor and thank U.S. veterans, all active duty, former and retired United States military personnel will receive free admission to James Monroe's Highland for the day. On Thursday, November 14th from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Twice as Nice is partnering with the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank to host a food drive and a special shopping event. Bring your non-perishable food donations to the Blue Barrels at either Preston Avenue location. Food donations benefit the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank, while Twice as Nice proceeds continue to benefit community programs for seniors in need. You can learn more about Twice as Nice at twiceasnicestore.org. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to psa at monticellamedia.com. For more events, visit our website, wchv.com. Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host. With us on the program today, we have a visitor. Thanks to Joan Hutter. Thanks to her conference this weekend at Women Abide and the Love Encounter. 
Um, we have Naomi McKinley with us, who is visiting the area. Naomi, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, <laughs> our listeners have probably already figured out you are not from Charlottesville. I am not. <laughs> Talk to us about where you're from and what brings you to Charlottesville. I am currently living in California in a small town called Santa Maria. And we, me and my family, we've lived there for nine months. Uh, we moved over from Scotland. Mm. As you can tell, that's where the accent's from. And uh, we are working with the healing rooms in California. But um, yeah, we're originally from Scotland. We've been in full-time ministry for 15, 20 years. And my husband, he, he kind of has done music ministry. Um, I was at home with the kids for quite a bit of that time and then studied theology later on and just have found myself travelling about and sharing the words that the Lord have given me. And yeah, I want to ask you so many questions. I want to go back to the healing rooms, but for our listeners, uh, if you could talk to us about how you came to faith. How I came to faith. I was brought up as a Christian for all my life and um, then we moved to Southern Ireland which was predominantly Catholic so we didn't really attend church because there was no Protestant churches there um, but I would go to Mass every Sunday with my friend um, and so fell away from faith and uh, relationship with Jesus in my teenage years and then we moved back to Scotland when I was about 14, 15 and uh, my mum made me go to church, which I was really, really unhappy about. <laughs> and uh, I went along. And then I went to a drama. They might have had it here. It was called Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, it was at the time. And I was struggling with fear at that time in my life. Um, How old is it? I would have been about 15. Okay. Um, and I would struggle to sleep at night. And... Um, just really wrestling with fear a lot that's been a thread that I've had to wrestle throughout my whole life it's just dealing with uh, just fear and torment and not being able to sleep and panic and so that's been a journey, stuff, something that I've walked throughout my life and got a bit of freedom from a few years ago but at that time uh, I was so desperate, I was in a very desperate place and my friend invited me to church and I went in to this show, this drama production, and it was all about heaven and hell, and I was terrified. Mm. So halfway through, I was like, "Jesus, if you love me, will you help me?" And um, and that was the start of my journey back in faith. And my, I would say that's the time that I discovered my own personal relationship with Jesus, and it wasn't a faith that was lived through my parents and my upbringing. Um. And this is Everyday Faith Radio, and we have a special guest with us. Naomi McKinley is with us from Scotland, currently living in California, in town for the Women Abide Conference here in Charlottesville that Joan Hutter and her group put on. Um, take me through, I'm just curious if you would take me through some of the fear in your early life and kind of the difference having a relationship with Jesus in terms of coping with and overcoming uh, and, and eventually being set free from your fear and anxiety. Um, can yeah. you walk us through some of that? Yeah, I, I mean, fear was very, it was in my life as long as I can remember. 
I had a really bad uh, experience. Um, I'm trying to think what well, it's nursery back home, <laughs> um, kindergarten it might yeah. be, mm-hmm. um, and there was an abusive situation there that made me afraid specifically of authority figures. Um, so anybody who was in a position of authority, I was really afraid of, and that resulted in through most of my junior high um, years, I didn't actually speak in school or in you know, in public, I was very, very introvert and I never spoke to anybody out with my family or some very close family and friends. And um, so that was that was right up until I was I was about 11 years old. And then I had a teacher who really took me under her wing and who uh, just tried to build confidence in me. And I started to get breakthroughs in that area. And then we, we moved to... Uh, Southern Ireland I think that's where I, I came to a place I thought I'm not going to live like that again but I would say I tried to do it on my own strength mm-hmm. and I maybe became more the other way where I would be more reactive and um, very defensive because I was afraid of people hurting me mm-hmm. uh, so I was badly bullied because I didn't speak so I, I had put up walls that people weren't allowed to get past and I had made a vow that was probably unhealthy that I was never going to be bullied again and it made me quite um, defensive mm. and then that carried so in the what I just shared we moved back from uh, Southern Ireland and that's when I, I met Jesus but just having always that terrifying fear of uh, rejection fear of um, abuse just because of the childhood abuse um, and it made me build up a lot of walls around about me that very few people got to see behind. My husband, when we got married, said uh, that I was like an orange and I had a big hard layer outside, but mm. underneath I was all soft. Oh, <laughs> and sweet. So, yes. you know, so I had be- learned to build up walls to protect myself. Yeah. And then when I came to know the Lord, before I came to know the Lord, I was actually having really uh, terrifying visions, night terrors. And... Uh, I couldn't sleep, it got to that point. And then I got to know the Lord and I used to see a lot of things and that would terrify me. And I remember when I gave my heart to the Lord saying, God, if you love me, will you help me stop seeing these things? And I instantly stopped seeing it. That was his grace gift for mm-hmm. me. And uh, I went on this journey where I just fell in love with Jesus. And if people would say, oh, how did you become a Christian? I would just sob because uh, it had just melted my heart and, and but fear still you know we're a work in progress mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say that I was delivered from, from fear at that point mm-hmm. um, that's been something I've always had a fear of dying a fear of death and real anxiety and I would say that that came to a head about um, I want to say about seven years ago we moved to Glasgow from a rural area into a city and uh, I moved away from family, friends, church, uh, into an area that was a heavy Islamic area as mm. well. So I was then a minority in, in that that space. And I started to suffer with uh, severe panic attacks, especially in my sleep, to the point I thought I was going to die. Mm. And then at that stage, I had what, a crisis of faith. Mm. Um, How old was that? that? I would have been... 
but 29 mm. at the time. I'm 36 now, so 29. And uh, I started to wrestle with God. I'd done everything I had been told to do as a Christian. Mm-hmm. I would pray. I would, you know, speak out scriptures. I would do everything and nothing worked. And I was like, I don't know if I can believe in a God who would allow me to go through this. Mm. I don't. How can you say you're a loving father and allow your child to feel this pain and do nothing? And you're, I would never allow my child to suffer and have the ability for them not to. And how can you say you love me? And so that took me to. I was in a very dark place, mm. and I would, I would just cry probably for about four hours every night and one of the nights I was my husband was just playing the guitar and I was just crying and I was lying out on the rug and I was saying God I can't fix myself I can't change how I feel Mm. and if you want me to be insane the rest of my life I'll be that way Um, but if not you're going to I'll just need to live with it or you're going to have to do it now mm. and I felt that it was this feeling of falling mm. and I felt like I hit something and I was like well, what was that and the Lord said that's my mercy now that you've let go now I can help you mm. and is there a scripture kind of that sort of defines that or describes that or does anything come to mind for you in terms of something in God's word that sort of coincides with that experience for me, the whole season I was in, the scripture that the Lord gave me, I'm really bad at remembering passages, sorry, but it was, um, uh, we worship a a God whose kingdom cannot be shaken. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how everything gets shaken, but the kingdom of God can never be shaken. Mm -hmm. And I felt that at that time in my life, there was a real shaking that happened in my heart. Mm -hmm. And that song became something I held on to, Mm -hmm. that all through the shaking, I was going to survive and good stuff was going to remain. So yeah, we're headed towards the break here. Um, but the question that I probably when we come back is is I want to help our listeners understand how God can use this frightened, fearful, anxious uh, little girl turned grown woman now ministering in healing. W- healing rooms and and I want to I want to be able to explain that to somebody who's just tuning into the show how can God does that does that scratch your do you scratch yeah. your head and and wonder like how how are you able to do this God well, it was the grace of God yes it's that simple yeah um when things are I always talk about you know we go from where we're at if our dreams are attainable in our own strength then it's probably not God. Mm. <laughs> if we can do it by ourselves, mm. then his dreams for us are bigger than that. Mm. And we should not be able to get where God has us on our own, and mm. our own strength, that it should be him that gets us there, mm. much like the promised land mm-hmm. for the Israelites. Yeah, and, and it, it becomes apparent there's no other answer. There, yeah. there There's only one way. Definitely. The, the good Lord. Um, Naomi, we are going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk more about, we want to introduce your ministry to our listeners. And I have so many more questions. This is Everyday Faith Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a moment. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. On Monday, November 11th from 1 to 2 p.m., there will be a Veterans Day ceremony at James Monroe's Highland. The event is free and open to the public. 
to honor and thank U.S. veterans, all active duty, former and retired United States military personnel will receive free admission to James Monroe's Highland for the day. On Thursday, November 14th from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Twice as Nice is partnering with the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank to host a food drive and a special shopping event. Bring your non-perishable food donations to the Blue Barrels at either Preston Avenue location. Food donations benefit the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank, while Twice as Nice proceeds continue to benefit community programs for seniors in need. You can learn more about Twice as Nice at twiceasnicestore.org. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to PSA at monotelamedia.com. For more events, visit our website, wchv.com. And then you're out of desperation, do you not the only one? Praying, Lord, above, I need a miracle. Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host, with us on the program. We have an out-of-town visitor. Naomi McKinley is with us. We just walked through in the first half of the program basically her testimony, how she came to faith. We talked some about the struggles that she had, particularly as a young child. But Naomi, if you could ground us in the here and now and tell us about your current ministry work, what you're doing. At the moment, I'm here with my husband. Um, I, I volunteer. He works at the healing rooms, but I volunteer quite a bit of my time. Um, and so it's the Healing Rooms Apostolic Centre in Santa Maria. And so we open up people, uh, we open up every day for people to come in for prayer, mm. uh, to get healing. Um, we run conferences. Um, my husband, he's uh, a musician, a worship leader called Al McKinley, and he um, he's a heart for songwriting. Our heart is to release creativity and for everybody has a unique voice a unique expression of love for the Lord that speaks to somebody else. And our heart is to allow people to find their own voice, mm. to find their own expression and to release that because it's everybody finding their own voice is what's going to impact communities, that's going to share the love of Jesus in a way that we can't just as a church in a building. Mm. So what is your voice? My voice, I, I love the word of the Lord. Mm. So for me, I love to get the word of God to get commentaries out and to dig about and to find treasure so I I, I find it's like treasure hunting mm-hmm. in the words and then I love to be able to bring that and to share that with people and get the honour of being able to use my voice to bring the word of the Lord to people and see them set free or encounter God for themselves in a new way and mm-hmm. I, I find it's such an honour to get to partner with Jesus mm-hmm. to do that stuff. So, yeah, well, that's if, what I'm passionate um, about. If some of our listeners are not familiar with Healing Rooms, what, could you sort of describe what goes on there? Yeah, Healing Rooms was originally started in Spokane by Carl Pierce. And it started because people were being healed so much in the city of Spokane that the hospitals didn't need to be opened and he had a heart for for that but it's a very safe environment people come in it's almost like a a GP surgery a doctor's surgery you write down your needs and then you'll get called in and there'll be people there and we'll just say how can we pray for you Mm. and then we just by the leading of the Holy Spirit we'll just pray for them and uh, yeah. Are you one of those that would be praying? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I do it almost every day. Really? Yeah. And did that take a little bit of 
I mean, when we look back on the first half of the show, we were talking about some of your fears and anxiety, and now here you are praying with complete strangers. Yeah. One of the things they do is they, uh, they pray for body, soul, and spirit, the whole person. So you'll get physical healing, but one of the things that I found most powerful is being able to pray for people who struggle with anxiety and mental health disorders. Mm. And that's the area where I see the most breakthrough. I see. So the relatability. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who's um, just driving in their car today and they're suffering from just severe anxiety? What would you tell that person from Naomi McKinley to them? What would you say? It's not the end of the story. You don't need to live with that for the rest of your life, that we're all on a journey. And for me, my getting out of anxiety was to let go and let God. And I describe it like driving a car. Mm. And it's like you're driving towards a cliff, holding on and trying to steer it away, but the steering wheel's locked and you can't move it. Mm. And it feels like you're just going to go off the end of a cliff. Um, and sometimes the hardest part is letting go of that steering wheel and moving over to the passenger side and inviting Jesus to come into the driving seat. Mm, that's a real faith action right yeah, there. And it, sometimes letting go is almost scarier than holding on mm. and letting go and allowing God to come and lead you out of the eight. If you've tried everything by yourself and it doesn't work, mm -hmm. then try Jesus. <laughs> mm, amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, so tell us about the conference this week that you're in for, the Women Abide. What's yeah. your role in the Women Abide conference that Joan Hutter and her group are putting on? So I'm going to be speaking. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be sharing on Friday night and Saturday morning and knowing Joan I'll probably be jumping in round about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so I'm coming to speak and uh, I've got some I've got words about um, Moses in the wilderness about the private encounters with God. Mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's pick on that for yeah. a second. Yeah. Let's talk about the importance of having your own personal history with God and not necessarily relying on your parents or your cousin or your grandmother. Those folks are oftentimes ones, and it sounds like your mother dragged you to church yeah. uh, at, a, at a pivotal time yes. in your life. But at some point, the faith has to become yours. It does. And um, and and this business about encountering Jesus, if, again, somebody's listening to this on the radio and they don't have any idea what we're talking about in terms of encountering Jesus, how do you encounter Jesus and what difference does that make? How would you answer that question? I think... Again, it's the letting go of trying to do things by yourself. Mm. And there's nothing that will drive you to Jesus like life and hardship, mm. struggling financially, struggling with the worries of the world, or a, a grief in the family. There's things in life that as humans without God, it's really difficult to navigate. Mm. And for me, it's about taking that and saying, to God, I can't do it on my own. Mm. I need you. It's that recognition that we, we need Jesus. Mm. And we were made for relationship. We're made for a connection with God. It's interesting with your story, Naomi, is we keep coming back to this surrender. Yes. <laughs> Did you, would you say you were holding on tight to that steering wheel? Really was. I think 
I think that's I think as humans we hold on to many things yeah. to make us feel safe mm. and it might be we're holding on to our family too tightly or we're holding on to wealth and material things we are all looking for things to make us feel secure mm. and to make us feel safe and they're all empty without him and so surrender is probably the heart of the message that I bring whenever I speak is there's a surrendering who you are because there's a greater way and there's a greater person and there's no safety to be found out with Christ there's no security out with relationship with him and it's a joy to be because you can just it feels like you can breathe again Mm. when you're in Christ does it um, this is my mother always gets mad at me for using this is a fake word I'm going to use but is it ironical that's like not the king's English is is it ironic um, again that that you are after suffering from uh, so many anxieties and fears and that you went through this surrender process and now and now here you are speaking to all these women this weekend i just i just find that that in god god's got to be smiling about that yeah and especially as a child i didn't speak and so like Moses was the same he can't speak and um, he says why are you sending me and he says I've called you and I I am who I am Mm. and quite often God will use our very weaknesses the the Bible talks about it's in our weakness that he's made he's perfected Mm. in us Mm. and that he's made strong so I find that often the thing that we struggle with the most the enemy comes into that area and we, we just think oh well that's that's never going to be used by God. Mm. And very often it's the very thing that God uses in us to, uh, and it's to glorify him because again, we can't do it on our own. We have to do it with him. All right, here's my favorite question. Because it seems on every time we record a show, we come back to Genesis fifty twenty. Our listeners are like, here we go again. There's this story of Joseph's life and at the end, um, Joseph has this moment where he said, my paraphrase of it is, what the enemy meant for bad, God will use for good. And it, I think we would both agree that the, the time of fear and anxiety in your life, you were under spiritual attack. Yeah, for right? sure. And so the enemy was... I. I I dare say the enemy probably thought he could just chalk that one up on the scoreboard. Well, we, yeah. we've got Naomi. And it's from a young age, a lot of these things. A lot of the things we struggle with are from a young age. And when Jesus was in the wilderness and he, he said that he resisted the enemy, and it says in Luke, I think it's Luke 5, it says that he left to come back for a more opportune time. Mm. So even now... I still do what I do, but I still find at times the enemy wants to bring that stuff back Mm. uh, and he wants to bring fear and he wants me to keep processing uh, along those lines. And um, he always tries to find an opportune time Mm -hmm. and it's about standing firm. It's been like Jesus and just standing firm and what God's told you and having faith. And it's that using your weak things means that you have to rely on Jesus. You mentioned, uh, and we are so close to the end of the program, but I, you, you mentioned um, the passage in the Bible, of the temptation of Christ. Do you, uh, I'm just curious, does, is, is that a relatable 
story for yeah, you? Th- there's the being called and the baptism where he opens the heavens mm-hmm. and said, here's my son. And yet the spirit led him into the wilderness mm-hmm. to be tested. But it's the overcoming of the the fears. It's like the children of Israel were terrified of water because of uh, Noah and because of Jonah. But to get to the promised land, they still had to go through the water. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with Jesus in the wilderness. He had to go through tempting and trials and standing firm against the enemy. And it says that when he left, he left with power and authority mm-hmm. and went and preached through the villages mm-hmm. and towns. And so just because we're saved, it doesn't mean we don't wrestle with these mm-hmm. things. It doesn't mean we're not tested. But when we overcome there's an authority that you you get from that well i am so excited for you um sharing what you've gone through sharing your testimony and then um i think there's going to be some some powerful experiences um at the women abide conference so thank you so much for making time i know it's a busy weekend thank you joan hutter and uh we wish all the women well and lots of encounter with Jesus this weekend. Uh, Naomi, again, it's been a treat to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. This is Everyday Faith Radio. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. want to remind you that our scripture read at the beginning of the program was Romans chapter 12. Uh, we were reading that in the NIV. Um, But again, thank you so much for joining us. This is Everyday Faith Radio. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining. It's like having a Fox News app right there in your dashboard. Seaville 1075 and AM 1260 WCHV AM and FM Charlottesville. Phase two of the impeachment inquiry. I'm Steve Rappaport, Fox News. Public hearings in the impeachment probe begin Wednesday. The House Intelligence Committee will hear from the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine and a top State Department official. On Friday, the former ambassador to Ukraine. House Democrats released their closed-door testimonies this week. William Taylor's arguably the most explosive. The career diplomat testified it was his clear understanding security assistance money would not come until the president of Ukraine committed to pursue the investigations President Trump wanted. Fox's Ellison Barber in Washington, the top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, asking for the whistleblower who triggered the inquiry to testify in public. Fellow GOP Congressman Will Hurd. We should be protecting the identity of the whistleblower. I've said that from the very beginning, because how we treat this whistleblower will impact whistleblowers in the future. House Democrat Sean Patrick Maloney thinks some of the witnesses Republican wish to question will appear. The House Intelligence Committee will hear from the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine and a top State Department official. On Friday, the former ambassador to Ukraine. House Democrats released their closed-door testimonies this week. Fox's Ellison Barber in Washington heard appearing on Fox News Sunday. Another Trump administration official wants a judge to decide if he should